0: hello there you're listening to the watson's daily podcast with me peter watson on friday the 9th of june today i am joined for the last time this week by lacey smith who is a watson's daily ambassador hi there lacey how are you doing today
1: i am doing well peter how are you
0: all very good here thank you um, so, which story did you uh, find most interesting in Watson's Daily today?
1: The story that I liked the most was about Signet, who is a jewelry sales, biggest jewelry re- retailer in the world, mm-hmm. um, struggling right now with spending behaviors and the economic backdrop because of the lack of couples buying engagement rings. Mm. So basically, apparently half of their income comes from engagement rings, and
0: that's pretty amazing, isn't it? Actually, I mean, <laughs> consider
1: how many companies they have. Yeah, yes yeah. kind of outstanding. Like it's they amazing. Really do own a lot of brands.
0: Yeah, and yeah. I mean, they're... when I read that, I was like, "Wow, fifty percent." But anyway, sorry. Anyway, mm-hmm. carry on.
1: <laughs> yeah. So half of their sales go to um, engagement rings, and that just it goes to show. People are obviously not getting engaged right now, which Mm. we have to look at and think, why? Mm. Um, And one of the things is, is this a COVID-related thing? Again, a lot of these things we look at, we're like, this is the backlash of COVID again. Mm. People weren't dating because they were stuck in their homes, not able to actually meet people. Mm. So casual dating wasn't happening.
0: Mm.
1: Any sort of dating really wasn't happening much. So... Mm then apparently again you put this on watson's daily today apparently it takes about three years on average for people to get engaged so this (laughs) might be the start of a trend for the next three so
0: by the way by the way when i wrote when i put that in watson's daily i was thinking there may be people who are reading reading it today thinking oh no that's going to put more pressure on me to to ask (laughs) Right, so yeah, that wasn't exactly. why I did it. I just thought it was an interesting fact. But anyway, I
1: like that you did it. That's put the pressure. It's like okay, you've been in a relationship for two years. Now. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ring,
0: Put a ring everything. on it. Put a ring on it. Uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> got to start saving. We got to save Signet Jewelers. So. Yes,
0: exactly, exactly. Yeah.
1: <laughs> exactly. Um, but one of the things with Signet that's kind of funny to me, mm. I I feel like their marketing in the UK is not that great.
0: Because mm.
1: coming from the US these these jewelry companies i know the jingles for almost every single signet jeweler company they're ridiculous and these are the companies that are in every single mall that you Mm -hmm. go to in the u.s it's like Mm -hmm. every kiss begins with k oh he went to jared and like (laughs) it's like i literally know all of these things like piercing pagoda that's one of the things literally every mall in the u.s probably piercing pagoda so it's like they obviously do a killer job marketing in the US. I don't know mm. what they're doing wrong in the UK. I feel like they're not doing as well.
0: Um, I don't really th- I don't really think I've ever seen an advert. Uh, maybe maybe Ernest Jones, possibly, but I I is don't know. It? <laughs> yeah. It I is.
1: mean they're on the radio in the US, they're on the T V in the US. Like like these advertisements are all over the place and mm. I, I agree. I don't think I've ever seen one here for mm. jewelry. Which mm. is just a funny thing and I, I feel like I don't see them about that as often either like mm. the Signet brands as much so it's, it's interesting to me mm. uh, but one of the things that I think also kind of affects them is we've seen that the higher the more expensive markets those kinds of things the mm-hmm. watches Switzerland those companies haven't been struggling nearly as much during this mm. uh, economic downturn as yeah. the kind of mid-market things and really signet that's their target they're t- mm. their, their dead target is right that mid-market mm. uh purchases for jewelry and so it really follows the trend that it makes sense that these jewelers wouldn't be doing nearly as well because again mid-market what are you going to purchase first clothing or jewelry mm. Mm. <laughs> so when you have when you have to choose between the two what what's going to be your choice yeah um, yeah that's kind of the way I look at it. What do you
0: think about it? Yeah, over? no, no, I agree. I mean, I th- I think that um that that we've seen, you know, you mentioned watches of Switzerland. Um, I thought that you know they've been doing incredibly well for quite some time now, and um even they at the at their luxury end, you know, most recently said, well, actually, watch sales are doing still doing really well, but jewellery sales are not and that's that's at the top end mm-hmm. um so i i think that that i think that this is um you know that in a way probably kind of confirms what signet is finding um and that yeah you know maybe yeah people maybe are putting off um you know popping the question i mean the the it also does make me wonder whether anything kind of wedding related may suffer you know are does are we seeing fewer honeymoons are we seeing fewer you know well honeymoons and, um and and you know uh honeymoon holiday and venue bookings and, and all that kind of thing i mean i'm kind of wondering at the moment whether sort of post-lockdown euphoria is is going to make up for any potential um uh, you know, slow down in that kind of thing, but it won't. That will take a what? That will take a little while to burn off. Um, but once that has burned off, will this, you know, will will the sort of wedding demand um, go back up again? Yeah. Um, so, so I don't know. I mean, for I, I don't know in terms of a, a breakdown or whether there are. Yeah, I mean, there are companies that are specifically aims at weddings but i would imagine that they are quite small that the market is probably quite fragmented i would imagine um, but i don't know but yeah anyway on this i think this is this is um you know this this is an this is uh, yeah this is an interesting story anyway
1: yeah and i do i i imagine that the companies based on just weddings as far like engagements obviously aren't happening as much and not doing mm. as well those kinds of companies but I can imagine that wedding companies might withstand that kind of gap time because mm. there was, I mean, obviously again, a COVID re- result would be that people couldn't have weddings. They couldn't yeah. have big weddings. So maybe they, a lot of them may have been postponed. Mm-hmm. So the wedding industry might be fine. It's just that people aren't getting engaged. Right. That leaves an awkward ga- gap now. So it is, it is a kind of disjointed thing there. The other thing I think is I've seen... I've seen over my lifetime just a sharp drop in quality of jewelry. Right. As I said like watches are doing quite well for mm. watches of Switzerland still. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Watches tend to have kind of that draw of they tend to still use quality materials. Mm. They do a lot of kind of anniversary editions, interesting editions that mm. are gonna, are going to appreciate in value mm. versus jewelry quality. A lot like the gold quality has significant i mean i remember seeing tons of 24 karat gold when i was young yeah and now it's at like 18 at best i mean if you're lucky to find an 18 karat and mm. that's even rare at this point so it's like the quality has dropped which means that just the value of the metal in itself is yeah not ideal so resale value seems like it would be quite low especially for a middle range jewelry type thing mm. a lot of the trends are like why buy real gold in a trendy thing when you can buy something cheaper S- since again it's just a kind of a trend and yeah. so it's one of those things where i'm like i've even seen advertisements on social media and stuff for what's called investment jewelry and it's like it's it's been things that are the gold is actually quality and it's actually an investment piece and like mm. the, the gold in it is actually supposed to be worth something and can appreciate and value Mm. as the price of gold goes up as well and so those kinds of things have been interesting to me and kind of it I wonder if there's a shift towards we want more if we're going to buy a piece for multiple hundreds of dollars mm. or pounds here I suppose mm-hmm. um if we're gonna buy that piece I want it to be something more quality that can still appreciate and value versus maybe some of this jewelry is just not at the high quality that's appreciating anymore Mm. So I I do wonder if that affects it as well.
0: Mm. That is, yes, that's a good point. That is a good point. Um, I mean, I was thinking as well um, with regard to this, you know, because of the the exposure to engagement rings, um, I did wonder about Pandora, you know, because Pandora is a Danish company. Mm -hmm. And I remember a, a year or two ago, it was talking about, not mining diamonds but making them and you know apparently these man-made diamonds are just as good um but they obviously have a far less environmental impact they're cheaper um and yeah so i just wonder because i know that they were trying to move away from um you know mined diamonds to completely man-made so it would be quite interesting to see whether there was any kind of you know whether they were finding the same thing as well or whether whether actually they this move to the non-mind version would be more popular maybe that maybe that sort of um uh, slows down the slowdown if you if you see what i mean but i don't know because i mean at the end of the day the, the the these um these uh, rings are are expensive, so um, yeah. you know it's maybe it's just the way. I guess it's just everyone thinking. Well, I can't really afford that at the moment. I I, you know, my my mortgage might double when we have to remortgage. <laughs> you know, um, and all this kind of stuff. So I, I can't. I don't have the spare cash to do that. Um. So yeah. So anyway, it's it's interesting. It's a sign of the times, I guess.
1: Yeah, it is interesting. So what was the story that you were going to talk about today, Peter?
0: Well. I'm going to talk about some scandal, right? Because you know, um, it is. I mean, I say scandal. It's it's kind of a shocker, really. Uh, well, say so, well, well, a shocker. <laughs> um, it's Semi-spark. so yeah. So so anyway, the FCA is investigating a hedge fund called OD Asset Management. Now, some people who are listening to this might not have heard of them. OD is a big deal, right? So they are investigating. Actually, not the company more. Well, more so. The founder, Crispin Odie, who he founded the company. He is like a mega um, famous investor in the UK, certainly, um, and has a reputation for making big bets that either come off hugely well Or really badly um but generally speaking they he has made a lot of money over the years um now that the there are allegations um and this was this was um you know if you want to follow it so all in the ft it's one of their kind of investigative um things A, a bit i suppose a bit like what they did with wirecard for instance um but um but this is uh, is all about allegations of female staff members complaining of sexual assault and harassment over the years, um, and that the founder, Crispin OD, was the perpetrator. Um, so they were looking at that. Um, a number of companies that supply or uh, support ODI asset management, uh, so prime brokerages like like Morgan Stanley, for instance, um, they seem to be. Racing towards the exit uh, because they don't want to be uh, associated. Although I do find that quite potentially ironic, um, given that I don't think anyone is 100%, uh, or any of these big companies, anyway, are 100% um, purer than pure. Um, but yes, it's it's not looking good for OD. Um, but you know, I think this is a it's obviously this is a problem I think this is an age-old problem it's a it's a problem that happens around the world in all sorts of industries I mean I kind of think it happens a lot in the you know the financial industry because there's a lot of testosterone knocking about people you know feeling empowered by their decisions Um, I'm trying to be polite about it but uh, you know feeling it feeling like that and and feeling that everyone you know wants wants a piece of the action um and uh you know rightly or wrongly and uh, mostly wrongly um but i think that this so this is this is a shocker for the company it's a shocker for the individual um and uh i think that 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 having said that um i do think that the company will survive you know i i you know i i had to uh, at one stage when i was a broker you know i was tasked with trying to you know get od to deal with us which they did which was great um, you know after a while um because it was a very big account so it was a big win for me to actually get onto their onto their list and um yeah i wasn't dealing with him obviously uh, because you know i was dealing with japan at the, t- at the time he doesn't do that so um but uh the, the whole thing was, is you know, they're a big deal. They've got very – they're a big deal, so everyone knows them. That means they attract very good people. They do have very good people. Um, and so I think that what needs to happen, it sounds brutal, uh, and obviously this is an ongoing investigation and stuff, but I reckon what needs to happen is they need to boot him out, um, give the company a different name, um, and they probably – they, they may have to increase pay or, or bung people a bit of a bonus or something um, to keep them uh, to stay there. Um, but I think it will carry on. It can carry on without him. I mean, it kind of reminds me a bit of the what happened at Ted Baker because the founder there, Ray Kelvin, um, hugged everyone, essentially. Um, I know someone who knows him um, and who, you know, said right from the beginning, before all these allegations, was saying the guy is a hugger. Like, he hugs everyone, you know. And But obviously, a lot of people did not take that, take it well. Uh, They took offence at it, and they felt they couldn't say anything. Same kind of thing here, right? I mean, you know, if the allegations are correct, um, it means that, you know, you've got someone in a position of power um, who can do whatever they want. Uh, I mean, the classic here was that... Um, they had an exec committee um, who warned him about his conduct. And then um, they tried to discipline him in uh, December 2021 because he broke their final written warning and then he sacked them. (laughs) So, I mean, I, I don't know, but I wonder whether at that point when he sacked them, Presumably, they had to sign an NDA and or maybe they would have got a bit of money or something for keeping their mouths closed. I don't know. Um, But the uh, yeah, I mean, it's just it's it's shocking that it still happens. But it's not shocking because I think this this has always happened. Um, But um, but yeah, I mean, I I think ultimately um, OD Asset Management will survive, especially if it changes its name.
1: Yeah, and I kind of so I agree with a lot of that. I I as a woman I don't find it that shocking because Mm. we all know that it happens, but I I find it kind of not hypocritical, but it's it is it is just trying to like cover up the fact that like JP Morgan and Morgan Stanley don't wanna be associated with the situation and I'm Mm. like, I guarantee there are people doing the Mm. same kind of thing. Maybe not sexual assault, but like Mm. Un, unwanted advances, unwanted mm. contact, unwanted comments, things mm. like that. I'm like I guarantee that's happening in your mm. company. If you're in a really large company. It's it's happening. Mm. Yeah. So I, <laughs> but they they I they obviously have to come out and dissociate themselves with that kind of situation just as a moral ethical statement so that mm. people don't think they're okay with it. Mm. Um my initial reaction is I also I, I agree with you. I think that they'd be just fine if they just take his name off of it. Mm. Basically the company itself could dissociate from him, take his name off of the company and get him out of there basically. Yeah. And
0: yeah. I
1: mean, that probably should have happened in 2021 when they mm. gave him the kind of last, last chance moment. Cause they, mm. he then broke someone again. Mm. That's what they we're calling him out on. Mm. And then, yeah, it, the other thing to me is yes, it's an investigation, but doing something like firing your entire executive committee after they called you out for something like that, mm. it's pretty sure fire, like, um, hello, I'm guilty. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it just it just seems like obviously he's doing something that he knows mm. is less than okay. Mm. Um, and that's what it seems like to me at least. It seems mm. like he knows he's doing something that's not okay and not wanted. But yeah. also you have those kinds of people that like you said, when you're kind of running high on the I make big deals, I'm an important person, I Mm. think that I am awesome, and Mm. everybody should get a piece of me kind of thing. Mm. So obviously, these people definitely want a piece of me. And Mm. so I'll give it to them. And then it's like, yeah, but these people don't necessarily want that. Mm. The women don't necessarily want a piece of you, honey, they just Mm. wanted a job. Like, Mm. (laughs) <laughs> mm. They, they just were interested in working in a really powerful
0: <laughs> kind yeah.
1: of management system. So yeah. they did, and they got the unwarranted attention on top yeah. of that. And it's, it is, it is sad to say, because it does happen in kind of a more, like you said, testosterone, testosterone <laughs> environment. It's a great
0: word that testosterone. It's
1: testosterone. yeah. Yeah, like a type of pasta. yeah I was going
0: to say exactly. Yeah. yes. Can I have a nice um bowl b- bowl of testosterone with uh, yeah. with uh, tomato 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 based sauce, please? Yeah. Um. <laughs> I'm yeah. Like it sounds like a
1: pasta. I don't want any part of. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um. Yeah. No, I I agree. And um. You know, like I say, look. At the end of the day, innocent till proven guilty. I guess, but. It does sound like things, you know. I mean, you should read if you can, uh, if you have access to to this. I mean, there's it's pretty it's pretty damning what mm-hmm. the uh, what the uh, what the um, the FT says. So, um, yeah. so yeah. So obviously, we'll see we'll see what happens there. Um, exactly. And this is always the risk, you know, you run when you have a company that is associated with um, with one. You know with one person so uh so anyway um so there you go um so i reckon we'll, we'll we'll leave it on that uh note of scandal uh today um but thank you very much indeed um for your insights this week lacy uh, much appreciated
1: thank you for having me it was a nice week
0: absolutely um <laughs> and no problem uh, and thank you very much for listeners for listening um podcast will be back again soon um i think i'm i'm doing i'm recording another podcast this afternoon um with ralph um so uh, so we'll see we'll see what we say there but so uh, but anyway thank you very much indeed have a lovely weekend whatever you're up to and um back again soon many thanks bye bye